Welcome to Series 2, Episode 7. In this episode, I talk to Phil Fraser, a business sounding board and also known as Mr. Online Bingo. He now spends most of his time with startups and working with businesses on exit strategies. He helps bring clarity and gives businesses the challenge they need. We talk about his five-step business strategy plan. Thanks for being a fab listener. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hi, and welcome to another live Q&A with me, Johnny Ross from Fleet Marketing. Uh, Welcome. If you're watching this on uh, replay, just put hashtag replay uh, in the comments. Here we've got uh, Phil Fraser with us today. How are you, Phil? You okay? I'm good. Good morning, Johnny. How are you doing? Yes, I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, We're streaming on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and on Facebook. We have a a Coronavirus Yorkshire business support group on Facebook. Please join us there. You'll see future uh, live Q&As in there, and also lots and lots of support and networking for businesses. Uh, So, Phil, um, you, Mr. Online Bingo, uh, you've been called. Uh, (laughs) You're now a uh, retired Mr. Online Bingo. Uh, you're now uh, a a business sounding board. Uh, you know what even is that? We're going to uh, discuss what that even means. Um, so, uh, how's uh, just you know going back a bit here? How's uh, how's COVID been for you? What's I mean, you so so you sold out a couple of years ago, um, right, yeah. and and so has this hit you in a, in a, in a similar way to businesses as a whole, or what? What's it been like for you? Um, well, as I as I've got a sort of a what you call a full time day job, um, it hasn't really affected me. Um, I do uh, I do some major investing. I do some voluntary mentoring. Um, all of that. Well, the voluntary mentoring stopped, but the the angel investing is kept online. But but generally, um, and I know people have have had a difficult time through it, but it, it's been okay for me because. Fortunately, not running a business on a day-to-day basis hasn't uh, hasn't hasn't caused any problems. The biggest in problem fact, was the biggest problem was having the mother-in-law here for seven weeks to shield her. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, and I'm sure you did an, an amazing job. <laughs> you better ask her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I, at the same time, I'm guessing that uh, that also uh, in the role that you now have, which is the the the, uh, the soundboarding for for businesses, uh, I'm guessing that that now has been a time where there's been uh, a bigger demand, a bigger need for that sort of uh, you know board level uh, advice. Uh, is is that also what you found? Yeah, I think what what the last three or four months has allowed people to do. Uh, I suppose you could call it as a positive is to actually have the time to step back think review what their business is what their business is doing what they need to be doing and i think during actually during the during particularly at the peak it was a case of right okay what do we do this week what do we do next week and i think now people are going right, okay what what do we need to do 
for the next three months, the next six months, as lockdown eases and affects different businesses in different ways, um, you know, those that have the, those that have done a huge pivot may well be thinking, well, okay, do we stick where we pivoted or do we go back to what we were originally doing or, do we, you know, those sort of things. And then other things, other people who've, who've managed to hang on in there is that, right, okay, how do we exist for another three months? How do we exist for another six months? What does the next three months look like? What do you know? How do we get to, how do we get to 2022 still doing what we're doing? These are all questions I think people are, are having to ask themselves and they've had the time, obviously it's been forced on them, but they've had the time to do it as well. You're, uh, as we, as you just said, you're an angel investor. Um, you are a soundboard for typically established businesses uh, that uh, that you know are looking for board level support or help or or, or that soundboard that that um, uh, to have that you know sometimes difficult conversations or, or to, for validation etc. But before we and, and sorry, and you've also got this new uh, business strategy five step plan, the FF. S uh, that you're uh, that we're going to talk about, uh, which uh, which uh, you know there's a, a nice little analogy you've got for it, getting from Leeds to London. We're going to talk all about that, but before we get onto that, I just want to go back to uh, you know back in time. Um, I'm very interested in the in the whole online bingo story. Uh, you sold out. You know how did you even get into this? Correct me if I'm wrong. You were selling advertising for just 17. Is that right? So, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my career highlights. So, so I spent uh, sort of fifteen years in what I'd consider sort of proper employment, um, a mix of selling advertising space and then working in uh, ad agencies. Um, and yes, one of the one of the highlights was selling advertising in in Just Seventeen magazine. I also sold space in Yellow Pages uh, and various other trade magazines. But I ended up um, at William Hill who were obviously headquartered at the time in Leeds, uh, to launch their first ever online casino. This was back in 2000. Um, while I was there, we came across online bingo as a, as a product, and, and I actually did a board presentation to William Hill to recommend that they they launch an online bingo site, which which they, they declined at the time, although quite hilariously they then did six years later. Um, but... I then I left William Hill and sort of had this idea that actually this this online bingo thing might work. Um, so I put to, put together a very very basic pitch deck um, to raise finance to to launch what would have been the UK's first ever online pay to play online bingo site. Um, as a uh, as a support for that, I created a very basic website um, about online bingo, and there was a very very small market in the US at the time. Uh, to get some demographics on the sort of people who played online bingo, just basics, you know, some male, female, age, spend, how many sites they played at, that sort of thing, um, as, as backup data for my presentation. Um, you know, the old Dragon's Den thing, you know, how well do you know your market and all that sort of thing. Um, and so I took I took my very basic presentation around to, to various angel investment groups, both in Leeds and London, and, and failed abysmally. Um, but, and and nowadays this would be called a pivot, but I think at the time it was just luck. Uh, the, the, the existing bingo sites in the US started contacting me and saying, can I advertise on this research website? So I said, yeah, of course, yeah. you know, send me some money and I'll run some ads for you. And that was what became the business. 
Um, so, so completely by luck, um, we ended up with a what ended up being the the, the simplest example, of simplest comparison is to, is to call it the TripAdvisor of online bingo. So we listed every single bingo site in the UK, which at the peak there were over four hundred of, and we sold advertising on there, um, and that grew from you know a very very basic website, a, a, a classic sort of kitchen table startup with just myself and my wife um, to a, a multi-million pound sale 18 years later to a PLC. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a fabulous story. In fact, in fact, I think you, you, you said, you know, the, there was no strategy here. It was all by accident. Uh, you know, it's, it's, Absolutely. does it feel like that? It, it, it did. And, it, and it's, it's, it's interesting to, to look back. Um, it was very much a case of making up as we went along because the market didn't exist. Um, it was something very, very new. Um, because we never had to raise finance for it, we never had to do a business plan. Um, and because we never had to do a business plan initially, we never particularly had a business plan. Um, we had a sort of basic strategy and we'd often, particularly in the early days, myself and my wife would just sit down and, and have a, you know, a, a blue skies. We'd go up to some like Rudding or, or, or the village, or, you know, on the ring road, sit down, get some coffee, get some marker pens and some paper and just, just, brain dump and, and chuck things around. And that became the strategy, um, which we sort of put in place. Some of it worked, some of it didn't work. And by hook or by crook, a bit of luck, some hard work uh, and a growing market. I mean, you know, we were very, very lucky to be in a growth market at the right time. Um, it, it worked. Did, did you become a, a, a prolific bingo player? Uh, this is the weird thing, you know, obviously online bingo is, is part of the whole gambling market. Um, I'm not a gambler and I'm not a bingo player. However, what we did for every single recruit we ever took on as part of their sort of first week initiation, um, we always used to, the first day we took, we took them for lunch on the first day, uh, which was something I picked up from the ad agency I worked at. And during the first week we took everybody to bingo just to just to show them what bingo was like because obviously people have lots and lots of preconceptions about bingo and actually it really is a fun night out um so we you know we, we recruit you know uh, a web developer or a, a copywriter who obviously have no idea what bingo is um we go, right we're all going after bingo on thursday night whatever it might be bloody hell this is and it's great and it just it it, it gets them to understand why bingo players are enthusiastic about bingo. So it's just, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, you can look at it as simply product knowledge we were giving them, but it, it, it sort of got them into it. But no, I'm not a bingo player. But yeah, but I mean, you like you just said, that product knowledge is so fundamental, so important. Uh, and it's great that you instinctively, uh, you know, whether it was from the previous other agency or not, you instinctively thought, you know, actually, these these guys need to really uh, get to uh, to understand it from day one. Just to remind people, um, you uh, can comment uh, and you can ask questions if you want to ask Phil a question. Uh, someone on Facebook has already said uh, that you are very helpful and a great sounding board. I don't know your name, uh, but if you want to put your name in, uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, um, you got to allow settings for me to see your name. But if you want to put your names in, please feel free to. Um, so you you've then taken all this knowledge, um, and uh, and and what you're now doing is applying it to uh, to to other businesses and 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 helping other businesses 
businesses do this. But I, I also just wanted to know about the, the the sale, how that came about, and okay. uh, and and what was the uh, you know what was the process there as well. Okay, okay. Well, actually, what, what a lot of people don't know is we we tried to sell a few years previous as well. Um, it got to the point where uh, uh, this this isn't meant to sound arrogant, but I got a bit bored with the business and, and business owners will, will, will understand that. You get to the point where, you know, you're keeping the plate spinning. It's, you know, everything's within reason working. Okay. And it was just like, you know, we just, just, you know, continue doing what we're doing. So we put it for sale and, and we had a plan A and a plan B and the plan A was um, to sell and plan B was to, to bring somebody in to run it for us if we didn't sell. Uh, and we got an offer on the table, which, was okay, but not brilliant. I and mean, the last minute we decided, no, we're not going to do it. We got cold feet. So we stepped away, brought a commercial director in, which allowed me to take that step away, that release that boredom, but actually re-enthused me because I now had a, a mentee to help develop my business for me. And, you know, over the years, we became the market leader. And as market leader, we, we often had people approaching us saying, you know, do you want to sell? And And the answer was always the same, which was, you know, I don't particularly want to sell, but if you put enough money on the table, we'll sell. As I think, as I think most businesses w- would say, you know. Um, and what happened in in the industry? We were we were part of um, the affiliate market, which is is the sort of the websites that that, that drive players to the bingo sites and, and the sports betting sites and the poker sites and the casino sites. And within the market, there were about half a dozen bigger uh aggregators and they were buying up all sorts of businesses like ours um and we got a few tire kickers and eventually somebody said right we're interested and sort of put quite a big number in front of us and we thought oh okay that seems big enough um when we actually sat down with them it was yes well when we said that number it wasn't actually that number it was subject to this and subject to that and subject to the other so we thought oh, okay but what i did was um because it's quite a small market, I, I then approached the other aggregators and said, look, off the record, we're not for sale. But if you were interested in acquiring us, um, so now might be a good time to talk. And one of those people, Bit, came back to us, put together a, a package, which was good, good enough to sell. And we were very close to signing with them. And a week before we were about to sign heads of terms with them, one of the other aggregators came back and said, right, yes, we're interested. So I had to say, I said to him, look, without giving exact numbers, I said, look, this is approximately where we are. You need to really make a difference on the back of that to make us change horses. Um, He went away and within two days came back and said, right, gave me a very nice number. So I had to go back to the first guy and said, look, I know we were going to sign on Monday. <laughs> really sorry about, really sorry about this. Um, we're going with somebody else. Um, and the deal we did um, was with a, a, a non-UK-based PLC, a company based, based in Israel, but a PLC listed in, in London. Uh, and I did the deal over the phone verbally with the CEO within a week. And then it took four and a half months of lawyers before we signed the bits of paper. So the deal the deal with the CEO was done at the top was very, very simple. I knew the guy we'd, you know, we'd met before through the industry and all that sort of thing. But the lawyers were just, I mean, my, I, to, to 
to the credit of our lawyers, and I'll, I'll give them a thumbs up, it was uh, Clarion in Leeds, who were very, very good. The seller's lawyers were, were a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, and then we had, we had a three month handover. Uh, the, the purchaser decided he didn't want any of our team at all, but we wanted a three month handover. Um, we had some stage payments through that three months and then three months after we signed, that was it, we're gone. And I, I had a, a, a two year non-compete, which has just finished. Um, and that was it. Wow. What a great story. And, and you talked about uh, affiliate marketing there. I mean, one, one of the things that I think is important to get across here and, and to be fair for your, uh, for your new business of the, of the business sounding board, uh, you talk about how you're, uh, you know, you're strong in online digital uh, advertising and marketing sector. Um, you have some, uh, you know, I got to know you very early on uh, with regard to search engine optimization, Google penalties, all that sort of stuff many, many years ago. You've got some extremely strong skills around that online digital arena. Did that all come from, where did that come from? Because the advertising agency you're in, I guess, wasn't digital, was it? Or, or it, yeah, um, where did that come from? I was, I worked at, um, a fantastic agency called Brahm, who then became Brass, who unfortunately uh, went bust last year. Um, so about, this must have been about 98, sort of late 98-ish, we started having clients coming to us saying, I want one of these newfangled websites that I've heard about. And, you know, obviously at that time, nobody knew, very, very few people knew anything about it. So we, Brahm, pretty cleverly sort of put together a what you would call a digital arm now but was basically a couple of web a couple of designers who were quite interested in the web me as the account director and and somebody else as strategic director and started um i won't say selling but started offering uh websites as part of the part of the ad agency so having that experience allowed me to get the job at william hill to launch their online casino and it just sort of grew from there in the same way that you you sort of pick things up as you know if you go back to all your, your early days with with the with the glasses and, and all that sort of stuff that was all learning on the job wasn't it oh well i tried this oh that's interesting that that works that doesn't work and you know i i built our first website in something called microsoft front page uh which which the older the older people might recognize but it's sort of i, I remember it well ahead of, of simple things like Dreamweaver and WordPress. Yeah. Um, and as the business developed, I obviously, my skills are very, very limited. I, ha I recruited a, a, a web developer, then we recruited, eventually we recruited a, a, an SEO guy. Um, and a lot of these skills uh, were just picked up on the job. And, and as they got to a certain level of either importance or, or, or complexity, we recruited somebody to do it. So I have a, you know, I have an understanding of SEO. I have an understanding of web development. I have an understanding of copywriting, but I'm not an SEO person. I'm not a copywriter. I'm not a web no. developer, but I've, I, but I had a, a team who, who did do that. And obviously there's a learning from bringing an expert on board because they have to explain what they're doing and how they do it. Um, and sometimes you get to that point where you're recruiting somebody for a skill set that actually you're not sure how to evaluate whether they whether they're very good or not 
uh, and sometimes you just got to sort of sort of go with it. Um, yeah. Uh, but the but the great thing is is that you see the value uh, in in digital in SEO in in, oh, in a, a, having a having a strong web developer and there's not a lot of organisations that decide to actually employ in in house and I think that that can make a big difference. Just to interrupt for a second, Marshall Freeze says uh, Phil and I have had numerous chats about business challenges and ideas. Would highly recommend utilising his knowledge and experience. That's nice to see. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Marshall. And, and, and yeah, what I was going to say was that the um, experience that you've got, you know, whilst you're very strong in digital online marketing advertising, you've had 20 years, it, roughly 20 years, running your own businesses. Um, you know, what you do now, I think, and I know you haven't uh, formally... I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I'm joined by Pascal Fintoni to let you know about our new program, the 90-Day Website Mastery. It has everything you need to know and do for taking your website to the next level. And we have a couple of questions for you. Are you tired of your website underperforming? Do you want to make your website work harder for you, but not sure where to start? The 90-Day Website Mastery Program is a live and fully immersive consultancy experience that combines the best elements of website tactics, expert mentoring, and peer learning. With the 90-Day Website Mastery, you'll get direct guidance from Pascal and I, the support of a community of other business owners, and a unique roadmap to success with our library of templates. Whether you're looking to improve your website's design, increase traffic, or boost conversions, we think we should definitely talk. And it's very easy. Go online and search for the 90-Day Website Mastery Program today and book your free consultation meeting via our website. We look forward to chatting with you and showing you how we can make you feel proud of your website again. And now, enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, made it clear that uh, your areas of expertise with regard to sectors and industries but but personally I believe that and I hope you agree that I actually think you can help in in many different uh, industries and sectors um, because that you know having run your own business for that length of time having the challenges that you've gone through and, and the, the sale surely uh you must you must have a, a, some some really good board level experience throughout yeah, I think it, it's interesting. One of the things, uh, you know, on one hand, obviously all businesses are different and all businesses face different types of challenges, sector-wise and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, a, a business will come down to trying to increase your profit whilst trying to reduce slash control your costs. And within that, there are, you know, it's either going to be, it's either going to be a marketing issue, a sales issue, an operations issue, a product issue, a financial issue, or staff yeah they're the only things it will normally be you know, i don't think i've missed anything i think you, i think you covered the majority you know and, and most businesses you know it's like a, it's almost like a steam engine you know you, your marketing problem goes up your sales problem goes down or a staff issue comes up or finally you know, obviously at the moment cash flow is obviously a big thing for a lot of companies um so on one hand you know somebody's running business run a business excuse me like me for 20 years can can uh use that that experience on on any business in certain in certain instances that's a benefit if i don't know the sector because then it's quite easy to go why'd you do that 
And the, the answer is, oh, well, we always do it in this sector. We all, why? You know, you can, you can ask those sort of questions. Um, conversely, you sometimes maybe miss the nuances of the market and the sector and, and, and the issues. Uh, and sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. You know, I've, I've, I've worked with clients who've, who found that me not being in their sector has been a help. And other clients who said, well, you know, not being in a sector perhaps limits what help you can do. Um, but, but, but what I try and do is position it quite, quite strategic and, and, and high up. Yeah, and, and, and I believe actually that the value that you can add from being outside a sector, uh, because what I find working across multiple sectors and industries is that, that uh, where we're in a sector, they're so so in a tunnel and so focused uh, that they f- don't think outside the box. And actually, you can bring stuff from other sectors that they just haven't. And I think the value there outweighs the new, the nuances or the, the, the little things that you're unaware of in, within the sector. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to talk about your FFS, your uh, five-step uh, plan, um, okay. and uh, uh, the, the, the the simple uh, strategy. Uh, you have an analogy, uh, which is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is going from uh, Leeds to London on a train. Is that right? Absolutely, absolutely. Let, let's um, talk about this and 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 how you uh, how you currently help. And in fact, actually, what the hell is a business sounding board? Okay, so there's two separate questions there, Johnny. Oh, there. So let's let's answer the, the business sounding board. Um, how do you define a business sounding board? Basically, everybody's heard the cliche that it's lonely at the top, particularly for SMEs when you're running your own business. Um, you're the boss. Maybe you've got a team of three, four, five, a dozen people, and there are certain issues within a business that that you can't discuss. With your team you know if, uh, the, the best example is um well i'm actually I'm thinking of selling a business you, you you can't sit down with your team and discuss the the pros and cons of doing that because it'll absolutely scare them shitless um and, and and often when you're running your own business you've got loads of ideas running around and, and you've got lots of what if and is this a good idea is that a bad idea and i think what a business sounding board does is it it gives a business owner the opportunity to speak to somebody at the same level as them with the same experience in, and this is really important, in a trusted, safe, non-judgmental place to be able to say, look, I'm thinking of doing this or I'm thinking of doing that or does this sound really stupid? And those sort of questions. Um, And actually just have it just as a business owner, having that space to be able to do that and you know, sounding board is exactly what it is. It's just bouncing things backwards and forwards. So lots of what ifs and how does this sound? And and often when I work with with clients, I don't give them the answer. What happens is I ask them questions, which brings the answers out of them that they already knew, that were either there at the back of their head, or they just needed somebody else to validate it and go, yeah, that's okay. You can do that. Um, and 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 that opportunity, I think, you know, if you're if you're a business owner and and you're in that situation, where where would you go to to do that validation? Um, you're not going to speak to your accountant because they're, you know, they're very good at counting beans. Um, you wouldn't speak to your your if you've got a, a regular solicitor. You wouldn't speak to your solicitor. Um, you might speak to a pal 
who's got a, a similar business. Um, and often people do do that. But then again, if it's something a bit a bit uh, sensitive, do you really want to do it? Yeah, I'm having a real problem with the business at the moment. Um, I think we're going to go bust. What do I do? That's not something you're going to discuss with a pal. It might not even. I mean, it, often I used, I used my wife as a business sounding board. Um, and, and those of us who were who were fortunate enough to be married will will know wives always have all the answers um, and tell you how stupid all your brilliant ideas are and all that sort of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, um, that you've been thinking this is the best idea I've ever had, and the, the, and the wife goes, "That's a load of rubbish. Why would you do that?" Um, which may or may not which may or may not be true, but you're better off bouncing that sort of thing off somebody else. Yeah. So, so really, what I'm what I'm trying to do is, is sort of clear that strategic fog from clients. Or it might be something very, very specific. It might be one issue. It might be one project. So, look, I've got this project. You know, I'm thinking of doing it this way or that way or this way or that way. Or, you know, or or even the validation to actually say, look, I've been approached about a project and I want to turn it down. Is is that okay to do that? You know, you're not going to say that to your sales manager because your sales manager, goes, no, we'll we'll take it. So, uh, so that's sort of what Sammy was trying to do. And I, and I found speaking to you a couple of weeks ago, we had a 15 minute chat. You were uh, sat next to the pool, I believe in, in, in Spain at the time. Uh, and, uh, and within 15 minutes, uh, literally, uh, I found that you, you managed to extract an answer from the back of my head. Um, and, uh, you didn't tell me what to do. Uh, but, uh, out of that call, I felt I had accountability, uh, and I, uh, and I actually went off and did something that I've been putting off, uh, doing and, and, and it was like, Oh God, why just, did, why did I not do this sooner? Um, so, you know, if you can do that in 15 minutes uh you know it's quite impressive really uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about the uh the 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 business strategy ffs okay. what does ffs okay. stand for okay so for fuck's sake this is uh the this is what i call the phrase of five step um and it, it's not something i've invented it's just an amalgam of lots of things i've read and things i've done in the past and all that sort of thing so it's 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 five very simple steps to put together uh, a top line business strategy or it can be used for uh, a specific project but let, let's let's do it as a as a, uh, as a as a basic business strategy so so what I often do with clients is the first question I ask them is what does perfect look like in a year now that might sound like an odd question but what it does is it, it, it clarifies the mind because then it says right okay I'd like to it might be uh, we need a million pounds of sales or we need to increase our market share by 20%, or it might be, I want to sell a business, or it might be, we want to acquire another business. Um, so that's where you start. And that, once you've determined what that is, that's your mission. So step one is, what do we want to do? Okay. So, and we'll use, because you liked it, we'll use the training analogy. Um, so our mission is, we want to go to London. Okay. We've decided that. So your next step is, okay, we've, we know what our, um, our perfect for next year is. What needs to be in place to make that happen, to deliver it? Okay. So from a business point of view, if it's we want to do a million pounds of sales, it might be, well, to do that, we're going to need a new sales manager or we're going to need to increase our product range or we're going to need to put our prices up um, or we might need a new CRM system or we might need to do some PPC or we might need to create an advertising campaign. And that is your top line strategy. So that's how you're actually going to deliver your mission. 
So our mission is, uh, again with the analogy, our mission is uh, we want to go to London. The strategy is we'll go by train. Okay, we've 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 discounted driving, we've discounted flying, we've discounted going by coach. So our strategy is we're going by train. Your next level is your tactics. So what do you need to do to make your strategy happen? So in a business case, if we said what needs to be in place to make it happen is uh, a sales manager or an advertising campaign or, or whatever it might be, your, your, your tactics is, is the, the bits that need doing. So if we need a new sales manager, we're going to need to write an ad. Uh, we're going to need to uh, spec out the job. We're going to, you know, if it's a if it's a new ad agency or a new ad campaign, we need to find an ad agency, or we need to create the budget, whatever it might be. So they're your tactics. They're how you deliver your strategy. Um, so your tactics. We've decided we're going by train. Um, your actions. You start getting granular. So we need to check timetables. Uh, we need to book train tickets. We maybe need to uh, book a taxi to get to the train station. We maybe need to find the address of the hotel we're staying at in London. We need to work out how long it takes to, to, to walk there. And then the final stage, the fifth stage, is the actual actions. What will we get really, really granular? So in the business scenario, it's okay, you know, if we're going back, you're recruiting a new sales manager, who's going to write the ad? Who's going to spec it out? Who's going to book the ad on Indeed? Who's going to do the interviews? Where are the CVs going to go? That's you know what, what's the deadline for it? Well, that that's really really simple, really really granular stuff. And again, on our um, on our travel scenario, it's okay, Johnny. You're booking the train tickets. Uh, Sarah, she's uh, she's booking the hotel. I'm going to work out uh, uh, what the budget is for us to do this trip. And then what you do is you flip the whole thing upside down. So you start with your, your granular actions. So Johnny, you're going to book the train. I'm going to set the budget, whatever. And if this has all been done properly, then because you've booked the train and I've decided what time we're going, what the budget is, we get on the train. We get on the train and we go to, we actually do go to London. We get there on time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So actually, we've delivered our mission. And it's happened. From a business point of view, you know, you wrote the job ad for the for the sales manager. The CVs went to you. You did the interviews. Therefore, we got the sales manager in place, who then sold more stuff, which means we actually ended up doing a million pound turnover. So it's very very simple. It all starts with what does ideal want to look like. Goes all the way down to the granular bits. Flip it upside down, and it delivers. Now there's a couple of things within that. There's there's obviously at the end of it, the end of the mission is you need to review it as you would with 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 any project uh so you know did we get there on time um did we do it on budget um and and also almost more most importantly how would we do it different next time we'd improve it next time so again with your mission you might be okay well we did all those things but we only hit 750 grand turnover rather than a million grand turnover a million pounds turnover as our, as our target okay what do we do differently? And we do this process again. And that is a very, very simple business plan or business and, strategy. And, and that's why I love the analogy because it's really simple. Uh, the, 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 how you describe it is, is, is very, very simple. It takes the best bits of all the books and all the, the tools um, and, and it gives you a, 
uh, you know, in essence, I guess, on a potentially even on a scrap of paper, uh, a really very clear uh, mission uh, and uh, and objectives. Um, what so so? Do you find that uh, that people either haven't got clear missions objectives in place in the in the first place? Where where are the bits within this plan where people? are failing the most where where's the uh you know it, is it is it across the board is it that just don't have the the right strategy the right um objective in place even i think i think it's it's a number of things i think in some instances it's lack of clarity so actually going through this process just puts that clarity in place um you know a lot of businesses are doing okay they're plodding along you know it, it, ignoring covid and everything else and they're doing okay but you know, how do you improve that? And, and unless you actually set yourself uh, a real target and and a clear process for that to happen, it's not going to happen. And you, know, you could do this simply on a project. You could do this. You could do this. This plan could be on a simple project. It might be. Um, I don't know. We we want to uh, we want to be at an exhibition in London on you know, in next January. To go okay. So the mission is we want to have a stand at NEC or, or Excel or something like that, and you just go through it. So what needs to be in place? Well, we need a stand, and we need somebody to be there. We need to travel. Um, but you've also got people who say, well, I, you know, I want I want a, a million pound sales next year as my target. Fair enough. Well, how are you going to How are you going to deliver that? You know, you, you did five hundred grand this year. Why would you do a million next year? Well, it'd be great if we could. Well, why? You know, what justification? Unless you did, you know, unless you've been doubling sales year on year, and it's naturally going to happen. Unless you put something in place to make it happen, it's it's just well, it might happen, it might not happen. Um, What's your advice on how to come up with that mission in the first place, with that that objective in the first place? You know, where do you ask, get that? Ask, ask yourself the question. It's a very, it's a very, very simple question, and, and what it does, it, it, it brilliantly clears people's minds. So I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, this is more for sort of established businesses. So if you say, okay, what do you want to do in a year's time? I'll give you three options. Okay, uh, number one is sell the business. Number two is double sales, and number three is acquire a competitor. Okay, now. Most business owners will, will be able to pick one of those three. But actually, by picking one of those three, it, it immediately clarifies what they're going to do next. So if we're going to sell the business, um, there's lots of things you need to do. So you need to get uh, your accounts in place. You need to get your reporting systems in place. You might need to cut a few costs here and there to make the business look a bit sexier and then the profit go up and all those sorts of things. If you decided you want to increase sales or double sales, well, you do it differently. You'd say, right, okay, well, we need to invest some money in a new sales team or an ad campaign or a PPC campaign or uh, some extra uh, customer support staff. And if you said uh, the third one was we're going to acquire a competitor, well, okay, if we're going to acquire a competitor, we probably just want to dampen down our, our expenditure because we, we might need a pot of money to purchase a, a company with. Um, so just by answering that question of three options, you immediately set three completely different strategies. 
And by asking the question, it, it, I've sat down with people and, and done the same thing and, and said, oh, you know, do you want to sell? And they go, no, 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 I don't want to sell. Well, okay, right, that's off the table. Um, whereas other people have come to me with a problem. I've got this problem, I've got this issue, I don't know how to solve it. And again, the question is, okay, well, what does ideally solving that problem look like? And then what are the options to put in place to solve that problem? Now, that might all sound very, very simple, but I think with a lot of business owners, it's just that process of, of being able to talk it through with somebody. And you, you often find this with people. Once they verbalize things, it makes it real. It solidifies it, it cements it, it makes it a real thing. You know, we've all got lots of ideas running around in our head. If you, once you sit down with somebody face to face and you say, you know, whatever you're gonna say, it becomes real. And then you go, okay, right, okay, that's real now. What are we gonna do about it? Um, so yeah, so I think it's clarity of, of, of what the issue is and then the clarity of what needs doing to make that happen. And the rest of it is, 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 is pretty logical. It just needs going through. And you can do this, like you said, you can do this in the back of a piece of, you know, back of a fag packet, or you can spend a whole day with your team strategizing about it. It, it, it sounds too simple. No, it, it, I love it. I, I think it's really clever. Um, uh, just to get to know Phil a tiny bit more, uh, outside of work, uh, you, you're a, a big Leeds United fan. You must be uh, very happy for the uh, last week and a half of uh, progress they've made. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This this last week, two weeks, has been uh, just an emotional roller coaster. Uh, tears, relief, celebration, just 16 years of agony all disappeared <laughs> with, Huddersf with the Huddersfield Town goal. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Can't believe it. Uh, and uh, you you play five aside. You try and play twice a week, don't you? Is that right? I do indeed. I do indeed. Try is probably the right word. It's brilliant. Uh, you know, I mean, that's what uh, another place we met. Actually, we played five aside together. I haven't played five aside for a number of years now, though. Uh, and uh, come back, yeah. come back, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Well, back. I've I've started running. Actually, I'm doing I'm doing the uh, uh, couch to five k. I'm in week five, I think. Uh, so uh, yeah, Good. maybe well maybe done. I will at some point. <laughs> um, and um, and I also was uh, you know I, I was I, I was uh, surprised at your music taste, uh, punk. Uh, which uh, where, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Uh, I'm a I'm a, a child of the seventies, so I was a teenager when punk happened, and it was the most exciting thing ever. So, you know, seeing the Sex Pistols on top of the Pops, uh, going to see the jam and the Queen's, Ho Queen's Hall, which obviously is no longer with us, uh, the Undertones, the Clash, the Ruts, Great the Buzzcocks, Susan the Banshees, you know, just a, a fantastic time. And it's stuck with me ever since. And I still go watch the Undertones every year live as well. They're still going and they're brilliant live. They're a great band. Um, the the reason I've asked this is because you're you're an angel investor. Um, I'm wondering what the dream investment would be. Is it you know is it an online bingo punk band? I'm not sure. Uh, you know what what's the what's the dream uh, investment? Is is there a, or is there a dream investment? What are the things that you're looking for? What's the what would make you excited? What would uh, uh, fit the passion? What's the sort of investment you're looking for? 
I think with, with, with angel investment, people immediately think, oh, it's about making lots of money. And actually that isn't, well, obviously that is one of the motivators, but it's not, it's not the key motivator. You know, I, I want to work with startups and founders who, who are keen to listen, want to learn. Um, obviously the, the product or the idea has to be exciting. And, and I think very clearly initially be able to go, yeah, I get that. I can see, I can see the pain point that it is relieving. Um, I think a lot is to do with the, the person as well. And it's almost a case of, you know, would I want to go for a beer with this person? Because um, you have to have that personal connection. You know, if it's if it's an angel investment where it's like, here's, you know, here's 25 grand, here's 50 grand, go away and tell me how you've got on in a year's time. That, that's not what I want to do. Um, you know, I do want to be involved. I want to pass something on. If it's something that is of interest to me, even better, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and I think one of the least realistically, one of the least important things is the hockey stick projections that you see at the end of a, 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 a deck, because you know it's not going to happen. I don't, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's business just does that. Um, obviously, conversely, if you said, you know, as with most businesses, it'll bubble on for five years and then it might, that, that's not a brilliant presentation, but that's probably what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, person who's willing to learn, an interesting product, uh, an interesting person who is willing to listen, and wants to listen, uh, something that's easy to understand, um, and hopefully at the end of it, make some money as well. And, and is there any? Is there typically anywhere they'd be on their journey with regard to length of time things have been going, or does it really just depend on the the business? I think it it, it depends on the business. It depends on the. It also depends on the size of the uh, the raise they're looking for. Um, you know, what I what I'm not really interested in is. You know, 50 grand for half a percent or something. Um, it's just not worth getting involved. It's like buying, it's like buying shares or something. Um, yeah. Not, that's not to say uh, I, I'm part of a number of angel groups and, and often we will put together syndicates of a number of people, which is which great. Is more of an, it's more of an investment, isn't it, than actually yeah. what you're wanting to do. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it also, what you do, what you do get is you, you learn from other people. So, so we will often see a presentation and I'll look at it and go, wow, that's brilliant. And then somebody from that sector will go, no, that's absolutely rubbish. And conversely, you'll look at something and think, mm, don't really get that. And then somebody from another sector will go, that's really, really clever. Um, and then you've got a number of people who will all contribute it. Uh, which helps the 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 person who's looking for the investment, but also you learn from those those people as well, and and you can add a different a different skill or a different bit that they can add. You know, they they might be they might come from a retail background. I've never done retail, so I wouldn't be able to help on that sort of thing. But I I've got a, you know, a marketing and an online background, so I can to help from that side of things. Although I'd challenge you and say you could help from an, uh, a retail point of view because you you know online so well, uh, and you understand and you understand consumers as well. You know, with with the whole bingo, it was all consumer. So I'd I'd challenge yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> okay. <All right>. okay. <laughs> um, this has uh, been really really interesting. I absolutely love your uh, uh, for fuck's sake uh, plan, um, and uh, it's it's very simple, very clever. Um, I can see how you can add huge value uh, to businesses, um, and um, you know, uh, even you know, I'm guessing even for businesses that are are looking to sell, you've got some fabulous experience, uh, which is which is really good to hear. Um, 
It's been an absolute pleasure. Just to remind you, uh, people that are watching, if you wanted to see more of these live Q&As, please join us over at the uh, Facebook Coronavirus Yorkshire Business Support Group. Um, have we, Phil, have we covered everything you wanted to cover? Anything that uh, else you wanted to say? What I do want to ask you uh, is, is if we wanted to speak to you, where would we find you? What do we look for online? Uh, is there anything that you're wanting to plug? Uh, I think probably the easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, just search Phil Fraser. Uh, you'll probably also find me uh, by searching on the internet. But if you search Phil Fraser, you'll find either a reggae artist or a medieval costume reenactment company. If you add the word bingo, <laughs> normally normally I'll 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 turn up. Um, and all I'd say is uh, the actual business plan. I have a, a very simple PDF of it. So if anybody uh, is interested in in you know having a go at it uh either i know you've got a copy you can show it with them or, or i can i can show it with them my email address is just phil at philfraser.co.uk um and if anybody wants to chat or a soundboard quick 10 15 minutes you know find out if of any use to you we can have a chat and then we'll you know we'll take it from there if if anybody's interested you, you you're clearly very approachable and and you're you're saying the door's open uh you know if you want to have a uh a conversation that uh you know might be a bit more sensitive or a bit more uh something that you can't just speak to a colleague about uh or, or you're just looking for a bit of help or a bit of advice give yep, you a ring happy. and and yeah with most businesses it, it, it's often a case actually that that what people think is the problem maybe isn't um and it just needs that that it, it's it's just broadly just clearing strategic fog is what i can offer I like it. Uh, we'll add the PDF to the comments below. Uh, as we said, it's on uh, LinkedIn, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, look forward to seeing you at the next live Q&A. Phil Fraser, thank you so much for uh, being here today. Uh, really appreciated it. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Take care. Thank you. You've been listening to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. Thanks so much for joining me. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleek.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon.